Welcome to Sports Talk. Welcome to a Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. This is where I come to you between full-fledged shows. And if you've never had an opportunity to listen to a full-fledged show, I certainly encourage you to do just that. And I tell you what, it's post-Christmas now. And I want to say I anticipate doing another show for you guys, a full-fledged podcast before the end of 2018. Uh, But before I do that, I want to thank you guys for an incredible 2018. The show's gotten bigger and better. Our audience really spans from coast to coast. And it's all really primarily because of word of mouth and somebody sharing or through social media. And I want to thank you guys for trying us out and coming back time after time and making us a part of your podcast menu. As many of you listen to all various types of podcasts, I know since I started doing the podcast, I listen to a lot more podcasts just out of interest. I try to see what's out there. There's a lot of stuff that is not the, the highest quality. And But you just find your lane and you find something that you like. And I appreciate it because, again, I'm not a national name yet. And yet you guys still come back for me, and I really appreciate it. And literally from coast to coast. So thank you so much. The numbers are bigger and better, and we have great things in store for you. A website will be up in days, in days, maybe tomorrow, but in days. A website will be up. And once that happens, that's a a sort of a one-stop shopping for all things Devin Wade or uh, all the things that I do as a writer, I on-air personality, as it were, and all the stuff that I do on stage as far as uh, writing and directing. So it's one-stop shopping. We'll have archived podcasts. We may have some written content on there as well, trying to figure those things out, but could not do any of that without you guys. So thank you so much for that. Hopefully, you guys had a very Merry Christmas. I did, all things being considered. I think I've shared a lot with you guys throughout the years and uh, throughout the year, especially lost my mother this year. So it was our first Christmas without mom. And that's a big adjustment because all things led back to mom's house. And, and even, you know, my dad was alive to our parents' home. Everything led back to that. My father passed away four years, almost five years ago now. My mother had passed away in March, actually on my birthday. But, you know, we have to adjust to that. And so that was quite the adjustment. So Christmas kind of snuck up on me. And so I do have a couple Christmas takes, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on. But I want to remind you guys, you can tweet me at Wadesword, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, or you can join the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group on Facebook. And again, we'll have one-stop shopping for you guys very, very, very soon. So I did get a great gift for Christmas. I got an iPhone. And as wonderful as that is, and I am tremendously grateful to have it, I was forced to make a decision. Do I want to stick with the iPhone and leave Android, or do I want to stay with Android? And I decided after some investigation, I, I you don't change is hard for me. I'm not a I don't I don't like change. Most people don't, but I like it less than most people. And I didn't want to leave the Android. So after some tossing and turning, I am going to stick with the Samsung over the iPhone. So that's what we're gonna do there. So and I'm grateful for that. And I'm if you have an opinion on that, let me know what did I miss out by not going. 
uh, with the iPhone. I know people have brand loyalty when it comes to cell phones. Hey, man, I had an Ericsson one time that was the size of a credit card. And if I could have that thing back, I almost would jump on that. However, I realized the importance of having uh, a, a device that's able to do all the things I need to do through social media and to gamble and <laughs> keep up with you guys. You know, I have to get my daily fantasy in. Uh, but nonetheless, a lot going on. Hopefully you guys had a, a very Merry Christmas. If you did Hanukkah, that was before Christmas. So happy Hanukkah to you guys, Kwanzaa, and all that good stuff. So, I, you know, I don't discriminate when it comes to that kind of thing. Hey, happy holidays. But I'm a Christmas guy through and through. So hopefully you had a good one. And right before Christmas, I kind of stirred some things up with a tweet. And uh, I didn't realize that that Baker Mayfield was a lightning rod on, on my Twitter feed. But, okay, you know, we talked about it on other podcasts. And I just don't – I mean, I'm not digging his show. I think it's short-sighted. And I think people have short memories. I think people have really short memories when it comes to these things. Because we think that this is the first coming of a brash sort of – quarterback with swagger and it's just not so this is what i tweeted when baker mayfield crashes and burns because of his own ego remember that hugh jackson was the only one who tried to delay the inevitable by starting his nfl career on the bench to give him a dose of humility hashtag it's a marathon people are so mad with hugh jackson and i mean rightfully so about his record his record was what his record was but let's understand why he did what he did. And the reason why this comes up is because Baker Mayfield, again, being a jerk, and I don't know why he gets a pass. He's getting a pass for whatever reason. I don't get it, but he's being a jerk towards Hugh Jackson. First, you know, he rips him in the media. He t- t- called him fake. He wouldn't lean in for the hug. He took the handshake reluctantly. And then he stares him down in week 16 of the NFL season after they beat the Bengals again. Just really, really disrespectful. And I'm surprised people are are letting that go. And I wonder, would people feel the same way if if Baker had went in on maybe, say, a a Bill Belichick? I I don't know. I, I don't know if people would feel the same if he went in on a couple of other coaches around the league. I think Hugh was an easy target because he has not won any games, but let's go through some of the responses. Uh, Let's see. Gryffindor Gangster uh, replied, the media is eating this blank up, and I'll I'll spare you the response to that. So, yeah, of course the the media is going to eat it up because 99% of these guys in the NFL don't have any any traceable personality that we can link to. Uh, each and every week and we have to create stories and create interest so uh, yeah i yeah the media is eating all of this up but i think that i mean it's fodder for debate and i get it and, and rightfully so uh because you don't see this kind of thing from a quarterback usually mulaney said um you jackson had quite an ego for a guy who won one game in two years he didn't sit baker to teach him humility he did it at the expense of his own job so let me let me talk about this. This is how I feel about this. So essentially what he did, understand where you were in Cleveland. Cleveland a couple years removed from having Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel crashed and burned quicker than a lot of folks thought. And it, that was because, I mean, obviously he was ill-prepared. And he had a lot of different problems. And it's easy to draw a parallel between these two. But you have to understand how the the psyche of the market and how that plays into 
uh, decisions that are made by organizations and coaches. So what he did was they signed Tyrod Taylor in the offseason. The Browns did. Hugh Jackson says, hey, this is our stabilizing force. This is the guy we're going to go with. And, of course, we know that Baker Mayfield, number one pick overall, is our future. We know that he is our guy no doubt about that, but we're going to start here because we think immediately Tyrod gives us the best chance. And then the whole hard knocks thing, and I've seen national guys um, say, well, hey, no, you know, he humiliated Baker and blah, blah, blah. What he did was a – this is a guy, again, everybody knows a lot about Baker's past and that he's he's brash, he's reckless at times he he's not he doesn't conduct himself in, in the appropriate way for a quarterback and i do that's why i do draw my one exception about player behavior and that's when it comes to the quarterback position you can't do everything that everybody else does at the quarterback that's the only double standard that i really really have when it comes to football and i and i feel the same way about uh, baker mayfield but understand what he tried to do this guy can get out of control. And, and we're starting to see some of that now. And you you say, oh, that's his swagger, and I like it. I like how he does his thing, blah, blah, blah. Understand, he has the ability. And I'm not necessarily even speaking off the field. I think if you don't check those emotions, and I think that if you give him too much too soon, he won't respect the game. And he, he clearly is not respecting the game now. And we act like he's the only guy that came in. And I said, you know what, the NFL will show him. The NFL will show him what it is because he's not the only one. We've seen swagger from Cam Newton, and he's been brought down several notches for, for various reasons. This year's because of shoulder injuries and just not playing well. We've Vince Young had a little bit of swagger with him. We've seen Reggie Bush, who wasn't a quarterback, but he had swagger. And everybody, oh yeah, the swagger. I guess it's selective swag. When you some people can get away with it, others can't. But, again, we see these guys time and time again. The NFL humble these guys and bring them down. Johnny Manziel can't buy his way back into the NFL. So, you know, we see it over and over again, and people tend to forget. And, again, yes, he's performed great on the field. But let's not overreact to that. Because what did RG3 do? What did he do his rookie year? Cam Newton, again, he's the MVP guy, so he he kind of – what he did his rookie year, he, but, again, he hadn't won – He's supposed to be almost like the Michael Jordan in the NFL hadn't happened. He's had success and he got into the big game, didn't win it, didn't handle losing well. But again, he's he's not the guy anymore. He's one of guys. He's in it probably in that second tier. Again, it's hard to judge him this year because he's not exactly healthy, but an exciting quarterback with not a lot of tools all the time. Uh, but he's been, you know, sort of brought down a couple notches. So, again, don't think that this is the end of the story for him. And how is he going to behave when things don't go well? And I know that they're not going to the playoffs, but they were in contention all the way until week 16, and that's unheard of and unbelievable for a Cleveland Browns team. I get it. I understand that. Uh, but let's see when things go really, really bad. Is he going to throw other coaches under the bus? Is he going to throw his teammates under the bus? We'll have to see. We'll have to see what kind of mistakes he'll make along the way. But I agree with what Hugh Jackson did because, again, he wanted him to develop good work habits. He wanted him him to see a a serviceable, quality, high-character quarterback 
perform his job so he can emulate and incorporate some of those things. You even saw that in Hard Knocks. So I'm not knocking him. And it was self-serving because if Tyrod Taylor gets off to a slow start, then, hey, week five, six, seven, eight, then, yeah, we can go ahead and go with Baker, and then I can say my job and move forward, and we'll both build this thing together. But this this thing where, you know, oh, he – he took a job with another team and blah, blah, blah. That, that was crazy. And he'll find out. He'll find out this this NFL ain't loyal. There's a song, but I won't. I'll paraphrase. This NFL, this NFL, these NFLs ain't loyal. These NFL teams aren't loyal. And he'll find that out, and he'll find out how dirty the business is. But, again, let's look at what this team was doing early on. Cup of missed field goals kept them from winning the game, Pittsburgh. It kept them from winning the game in New Orleans, but Tyrod had put them in a position. Now, obviously, he got hurt, and, yeah, that's a great time to put Baker in, and you roll with that moving forward. But I thought the move strategically, given the the flamboyant sort of – I won't say out of control, but they the elevated personality of a guy like Baker Mayfield, I thought that that was a humbling experience in a way to get his career started because we see now that he's the starter we see what he's become you know he's doing all you know all sorts of things now he's playing incredible can't take that away from him but let's not act like we haven't seen this show before we've seen what i think vy was rookie of the year we saw cam well again who's gone on to have a great career injuries have sort of uh hindered him uh, quite a bit this year uh, we saw with with rg3 is a great example so we've seen other guys who start out great and don't go on to do great things uh let's see hank theory agreed i am born and raised diehard oklahoma sooner uh, so he's from oklahoma um mayfield's antics towards hugh jackson are unacceptable he continues to show that his Lake Travis privilege. Now that's that's a Texas thing, as if he's still in high school and divisional rivals are Austin Westlake. So yeah, I like that response. Uh, I mean, again, he thinks. I mean, and people are giving him a pass and they're hiding it under swagger. So let's see. Let hashtag MAGA reign. So I gather from that name. That this guy, although he responded to my tweet, has never like listened to the podcast before. And he probably didn't want to go back into the archives because uh, I've said some pretty harsh things about uh, his guy. But he says, um, uh, I'm sure you'll be the first to congratulate him on his Rookie of the Year award. By the way, talent like that doesn't crash and burn. Not true. Talent like that crashes and burns every day of the year. And we see it all of the time. History is littered. And this guy seems to be an older guy. Uh, but no, clearly, I've just cited those examples of talent. There are a lot of guys with talent. It takes more than talent to make it in the NFL. My man Max Edison from the Houston Defender ain't going to lie like a swagger. Remember, he's doing this in Cleveland. Well, I do remember that he's do- there are a lot of things being done in Cleveland. And that team, I was optimistic about that team, even with Tyrod Taylor, to get five, six wins. Not a total knock on Baker Mayfield, but... Uh, yeah, he's doing it in Cleveland, but you also have Miles Garrett. You have a better defense. You have better parts around him, although the Josh Gordon thing was a definite blow. So, uh, And, again, I, I don't want this to be about me knocking the talent or knocking him on the field. I just think that these antics are disrespectful and they're short-sighted, and they, it shows a clear lack of understanding that you are in a business now. So get out of your feelings. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, and maybe we will never know. Uh, but we, maybe we will find out. But I have a feeling that a lot of people 
of feeding Baker Mayfield information and really throwing Hugh Jackson under the bus. Now, again, I don't – and I'm not this Hugh Jackson – you know, he's not Lombardi. He, he's a, a, a average NFL coach who took a job. He took two horrible jobs that he had to take because you just don't – especially as a minority, you don't get these shots. So you have to take these jobs. And if you're lucky, you can be like Marv Lewis and build have enough time to build this thing up the way you want it. Now, Marv Lewis, you could talk about him, but understand what Cincinnati was for 20 years before he came. So let's, you know, let's not do that. Let's see. Dylan, laughing my head off. You're defending Hugh Jackson. You obviously don't know Ish. This is what he said. So I'll take that with a grain of salt. And, uh, yeah, he's he's from Ohio, so I'm, he's in his feelings. And uh, he'll, I mean, he's probably spent his whole life rooting for the, the Browns. So I don't have to go in on him. His life has been hard enough. So if you want to fight back and say, I don't know anything, that's fine. Um, let's see. And somebody, El Gordo, says, hey, that ain't happening. Mayfield will be kicking A for a long, kicking ass for a long, long time. So that's what he says. So let's see. So a lot of other people says, hey, uh, I look forward to that day when he crashes and burns. And, and again, you know, he can grow up and mature and all of these things, all of these things can happen, but he's going to be humbled one way or another. And so that's just sort of my take on Baker Mayfield. Um, we are going to get into a lot of stuff in the next full episode. Have to get into the LeBron thing, the Anthony Davis thing. We have uh, next episode, we will do the Lamont Award. I may be able to put together a year in review. We'll see how that goes. That's very time consuming. We'll certainly try to do that. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for replying. I certainly appreciate it. Whether you agree or don't agree, uh, go back and listen to some of the archived episodes when we had some of our guests, my special teams unit uh, with Biscuit or Santana Dotson or Eddie Robinson, Kevin Allen, uh, even Kalina in the mix. So all of the people who have been a part of this in 2018 certainly want to thank them as well. Again, look out for the website. Uh, subscribe, like. You can go to KTSURadio.com to listen. Of course, we have the, the show every Saturday on KTSU 90.9 Houston with Ralph Cooper, the legend Ralph Cooper, and the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. Again, tweet me at Wade's Word. And as always, have a great day.